Welcome to the Women Empower podcast, where women entrepreneurs share their stories, struggles, and accomplishments. We are here to listen to women in all walks of life, from starting a business to running million-dollar companies, from personal to business, and everything in between. Let's get started. Here's your host, Brie Logue. Hey everybody, I'm your host, Brie Logue, and this is the Women in Power podcast. Today we have Susie Rains with us. She is an entrepreneur coach, dedicated her career to helping women transition from a medical career to starting a successful online business. She has over 10 years of experience in both human and veterinary medicine. Susie understands the challenges that come with leaving a healthcare profession entering the entrepreneurial world. She has 20 years of combined experience in corporate business, which gives her a deep understanding of business operations strategy. By leveraging her experience in both fields, she's able to provide a unique perspective and approach to coaching women health professionals and starting their own business. Thank you so much for being here. Let's stay, Susie. Thanks, Bree, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Me too. So jump right in. Uh, tell us a little bit about you and what you're currently doing. Yeah. So that introduction was awesome. It touched on everything. And I feel like I have so much experience in my the behind me that where I'm at now is all a combination of all those things. So right now where I am is in the coaching space for women that are leaving a medical profession because that was my story. What brought me here is I needed to do a business to help me control my environment. It was something that was really important to me. Um, time and flexibility, being able to take care of myself because I was having mental and physical challenges that required that. So in 2019, I got my health and life coaching certificate through a school and decided I'm going to start a business, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. So that inspired me over time with my trials and errors to come up with how I would do my business. And that's how I tur- it, it turned into everybody needs a plan. And that's where I realized that my calling and my passion was to combine my business knowledge and my medical knowledge and help those create a business plan that want to start a business. I love that. And I think that's so important. I always hear so much of the medical field gets so burnt out. And I think you probably started at the exact right time too, right? Because I know during when all that COVID craziness started happening, I think that's really when the medical community really just like took the brunt of it, right? And got really burnt out so quickly. Yeah. For me, um, I was a medic in the army and served in Iraq for a year. And I understand that when COVID happened, I was feeling the pain and the anguish of all all of our healthcare professionals because they were in a war zone and, and really still are when it comes to viruses that we don't have a lot of control over. They were in that situation that I could totally understand that feeling of fear, overwhelm, exhaustion, all those things that happen. Um, and so that was part of what really wanted me to reach out and, and really serve that community because I can understand where they're coming from. I love that. And I think when a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know what I want to do. You know, I kind of want to take a leap and try something different. And I think exactly how you did it is perfect, right? It's like, oh, I'm going to take all my experience and I'm going to serve the people that were in my shoes before. And I think that's exactly the right way to do it. Yeah, I find that that's something that um, is common is really thinking about, okay, what's my experience and how can I translate that? And then who is it that I can serve and thinking about my own. I mean, when I first started to look for coaching to be able to get my certification, I seeked it out because I was looking for a health coach. I was having some physical health issues that I couldn't figure out. And I was like, I need a coach. 
And I went to search for one and I couldn't find one that that really resonated with me. And so I was like, I'll just become one. That's easier. <laughs> so that's what really sparked me to go to, to school to get my coaching certificate. And then when I did, I was like, wow, there's so many things I can do with this outside of just health coaching. I love that. So did you know you always wanted to be an entrepreneur? Or did you kind of always have that bug? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, you sent me these questions ahead of time and it was so fun to think through some of these things. And I thought, hmm. And the answer is yes, I knew, always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but I didn't know it in that sense. I was trying things. So I tried various MLM, Mary Kay, Party Light, whatever I could get my hands on because I wanted my own freedom to make decisions. And that's always been. And now when I think back to when I worked in corporate, I was always creating systems and processes and things to improve where I, whatever position I was in and all the people that I worked with, I was always thinking outside the box instead of just doing the task they put in front of me. And I think that's where that entrepreneur mindset, it's just been there. It's been there since I was like 19. Oh, I love that. Thinking outside the box, I feel like is the first sign that you're an entrepreneur, right? It's like, can you think of scenarios a little bit differently and not just follow directions? <laughs> so yeah, you... I'm always, I'm always improving. I'm always like that improvement person. Like, how can I make it easier? Because <laughs> exactly, I right? didn't want to do, I didn't want it to be such a hard job. I well, just make it easier. And then <laughs> when I would, I just, I passed it on to the person coming in behind me. I love that. So would you say you're an integrator? Mm, that's that's a tough one. I think I'm a, I'm a visionary and integrator in stages. So like I can visualize something and then make it happen. I think I I do that in phases. Well, that's pretty unique. I feel like most people either are one or the other. So that's awesome. I've only met a couple of people that are like, oh, I'm a little bit of both. Yeah, I think it's um, because in order to make the steps that need to happen, you have to know where you're going. And actually, someone told me that one time. They're like, I never thought of it that way. I'm like, think of the end. And now let's work backwards to figure out the steps to get there. And I think that's why I'm a combination of the two. I love that. That is exactly right, right? You always want to start at the end. But for me, I'm not that person that can have like the clear vision at the end. I, if somebody tells me like, this is the vision we need to get here, I can do all the steps. But I'm definitely not that person to be like, I can't really see like, you know, the big picture here. I'm more of a day-to-day -day person. Yeah, I love that. And and I'm a person that I, I would say, now that you say that, I lean more towards the visionary side. I love to hand off the integrator stuff. <laughs> and that's good. And that's good when you know that, right? It's like, oh, these aren't things that I'm not super productive at. So it's easy to be like, if I give it to somebody else, they're going to love what they do and they're going to do it faster. Exactly. So what are your some of your biggest challenges when you first left the medical field and transitioned to be an entrepreneur? Okay. So when I left the medical field, um, I knew I wanted to start a business. I have a business degree. I had to write a business plan in one of my courses. Um, and it was a huge project, took a lot of time and a lot of research and a lot of writing. And I didn't like it. <laughs> like that was not fun. And so when I went to start a business, I didn't do a plan. I was like, hmm, I'm just going to go out there and do my own thing and it'll be just fine. And it wasn't fine. So one of my biggest struggles was not knowing exactly what service I wanted to provide. So being very clear and not vague, this is what I provide. And then also not having a plan. So those two go together. So having that, yes, I want to do this service and I want to serve these people in this way. 
and then writing a plan around that. So I didn't do those two things. And I had a couple of businesses that I tried to start. Um, I tried to start a photography business with my husband, which um, it lasted for about two years. And we did, we broke even and we were fine, but it was a struggle. It was really, really hard because I didn't make a plan. So I didn't have the steps like I should be going in this direction with these particular things. And so looking back, that's how my business was born. As I looked backwards and I said, what went wrong? And the biggest common factor was there was no plan written. I didn't sit down and map out what direction we were going to go in for the various businesses that I was trying to start. And so I'm like, that's where people need to start. That's my passion. And then all of a sudden it was just this huge thing. And I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And I think that's that aha moment that all of us as entrepreneurs want to get to so that we know exactly what we want to do. Exactly. And I think so many entrepreneurs when they first start, they do not think about, they think niching down is something that's going to hurt them because they think, you know, like, oh, if I'm abroad and do all these different things for all these different people, you know, I'm going to make more money. But I think that's exact opposite of what it is. And exactly what you said, you know, when I niche down and made a plan of what exactly I wanted to do, that's when, you know, it's hard to take off, right? Yeah. And the other piece to that is even though I've, I've narrowed it down, you can always add. So yes. once I get going, it's like, oh, here's something else I'd love to do that I can serve and help people. Let me develop that into a piece of my business. And you can always add to, but it's harder to try to serve everybody with everything. It is for sure. Yeah. And adding things is always, it's always fun, right? When you look like sometimes I feel like my business takes me in a completely different direction than I ever had visioned. Um, so I think that's my thing too. And I was like, when I make these like really elaborate plans, I feel like I also always need to leave room for, you know, because just in case it goes in a different direction, because it's very common, at least for my business, mm -hmm. that's like, we're going to go in a different direction today than we, I thought we were going, you know, two months ago, we're in a completely different space. Yeah. And understanding that when you do have a plan, it's not written in stone. It's just to get you started. It's really a, a great starting point. And then you can see where the gaps are, where, where you want to do change. Things show up easier because you look at you and like, oh, that's way different than what I had thought I wanted it to be. And that's okay. And just shifting that from there makes it a lot easier. Definitely. So entrepreneurship has many ups and downs. How do you handle the bad days? I love this question. Um, this is something that I I work with my clients on and I, I share it on my podcast as well is really just going back to my why. There's two things. I go back to my why, like, why am I doing this for flexibility, for freedom, for time with my family, for just having that feeling of accomplishment? That's a huge why for me, knowing that when I close my laptop every day that I did something to better the lives of other people is huge. And that really helps me when things aren't going well. And then the other thing is I like to imagine going back to work and I don't want to go back to work. I really don't want to work for somebody else. So when things get really bad, I think about my why. And then I like to think about, okay, Susie, if you had to go back to work, let's go down that path. Let's think about that a little bit. And what is it that you would be sacrificing? in order to go work for somebody else. And that usually will turn my mood around instantly because I'm like, I don't want to do that. What can I do today to keep moving forward so that I don't have to do that? Ooh, I love that. I feel like people always talk about being grateful for where you are, but I feel like if you do think of where I could be, you know, if I didn't do that, that's a different form of gratitude. Ooh, that is so cool. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah, it's... <laughs> 
<laughs> it's actually kind of funny because I'll be like, mm, I, I don't want to do, I don't feel like doing this today. Or, you know, I just don't want, I don't want to be an entrepreneur today. I don't let the, you know, you get in that almost, I like to say it's having a little tenter, temper tantrum as an adult. <laughs> like, I don't want, and then I'm like, wait a minute, I could be punching a clock somewhere. I could have a boss that's walking up to me and saying, no, you have to do this and you have to stay here until five o'clock. You cannot leave. And when I put that vision in my head, I'm like, I will do whatever it takes. <laughs> and all of a sudden those tasks are totally easy. My husband always says, whenever I was like, oh, I have to do this. He's like, you get to do this. He says it to me every time. And sometimes I get so annoyed. I'm like, no, I don't get to do it. I have to do it. <laughs> You're right. Just like temper tantrums. It's like, oh, you know, I don't want to do it, but I have to do it anyways. <laughs> Yeah. And what I'd love is to tell people that because it's like, you know what, it is not always fun. And yes, everybody says it's hard. It's challenging. It's going to be. But there are days when it's not fun. And that's totally okay. Exactly right. It's not fun most of the time. Sometimes it's amazing. Um, But you also said something there. Freedom was one of your biggest whys and why you want to be an entrepreneur. So how were you setting those boundaries when you first started? Because I know for me personally, that was one of my biggest whys as well. But I kind of just like let that go right out the window as soon as I started. And I just worked, you know, like 80 hours a week versus like, you know, the 40 hours I was working at my job. Um, so how do you, how do you kind of navigate that? So there's a couple of things that I recommend and it's what I do. I set boundaries on purpose. So very intentional. I work off of a to-do list. So I work off of what has to get done every single day, what has to get done every single week, month, quarter, year. So I make my lists based on time, like when they have to be done. And I just say, I have to do these things every day. And they're things that are revenue generating. So they're going to move my business forward. So really, when I look at my to-do list, I'm like, if I do these four things, which the list isn't very long, really, if you break it down that way, if I do these four things, I can close my laptop and I've been successful today. So that helps with the daily. And then beyond that, another thing that I do is I only do work on my laptop. So on my phone, I do not have notification. I don't do push notifications. I don't do any of that. I have to go in and open social media, open up my email, open up things to see what's going on as an intentional purpose. So basically, I try to seclude myself to my laptop, which I can take anywhere. So if I want to go work at a cafe or, you know, get out and not be stuck at my desk at home. I can do that and be flexible, but I try not to do work on my phone, which I think really helps because it's intentional. Then I'm like, oh, if I need to go check on something for work, I need to go open my laptop and turn it back on. And so I've created physical boundaries um, that I have to be intentional in order to work. And that's helped me stick to my actual working hours. Ooh, I love that. I'm going to have to practice that because I am, I'm like, oh, I'm really good at my boundaries. And then if a client texts me at like eight o'clock still, I'm like, well, I'm technically not working. And I told everybody I'm not working, but how long is it really going to take me to send this email? Um, and that would be so cool to just be like, no, I'm not going to check my work email on my phone. It's going to be my computer only. I love that. You just I, kinda, my mind. I, <laughs> I started doing that when I left working in the corporate setting because I was like, if I was sitting in a cubicle somewhere, I only have access to my work computer for work email. So when I came home to work, I was like, you know what? Work and home are two separate. And the beautiful thing is that 
because I use Google, I have Google personal. So I have my own personal Google Chrome and I have work. So I literally have to click into my work one to actually see what's going on there. So if I do need to use my laptop for personal, I can actually block that out and just be like, nope, I'm in my little personal area staying over here. And I don't have to look at that other stuff. That's amazing. All right. So I'm going to implement that today after we get off this call, because I think that's going to like change my life. That was, that's going to be great. <laughs> uh, so what tips do you have for women who want to start um, specifically for you since you came from the medical industry? What tips do you have for women who want to stop doing that and start doing entrepreneurship? So my first step for anybody that's thinking about it is to really, and this is the visionary side, is to sit down and really write out, map out exactly what what would you do if it was if you had a magic wand and you could wave it and everything would fall into place. What do you want to do every day to in order to to have the lifestyle that you want? So really looking at not just a business or a work or job and home separately, having those two separate things. So it's really envisioning from uh, I wake up in the morning and now fill in the blank. I wake up in the morning and I do all these things. What do you do in the morning? How's your morning time personally, then professionally? What do you want it to look like? And you can incorporate in that visionary piece, who do you want to help? What? Because most of the people I work with are coming from that background of service. They really do love helping people. That's why they're in the medical field. Or they have a scientific brain where they, they really like to know how things work and they, they're they educated in a way where they want to educate other people. So all these passions, they can be in different ways. And just thinking about, oh my gosh, if I could wake up every morning and teach people about this one thing, just to teach them, I would love to do that. Okay, well, we can create a business out of that. So that's something we can work with. So I would say, sit down and really journal out in a perfect world, if you could wave a magic wand, what would you want to be doing every day? I love this. So I know we do, assuming my husband do, imagine our perfect day. Because that's, I think it's a Tony Robbins thing. Imagine our perfect day. And then we always do imagine our perfect work day. Because I feel like my perfect day, I don't usually think about, you know, going to work. So we always try to like do, imagine what would our ideal perfect work day actually look like? And um, I think that really like shed a lot of light and like, oh, this is actually what we want to do together every day. And, you know, this is what our office wants, our office wants to look like. And this is how many employees we really want to have. That really helped us kind of narrow down what we're looking for. Yeah. And doing that exercise allows you to get into the headspace, which is what I work with on my clients. The very first thing is, what service do you want to offer? I work with service-based businesses. So by writing out what's the perfect day, and like you said, the perfect work day, then that starts to bring up, oh, well, this is a service you could provide to do those things in a perfect work day. Where before, if you just like, what service do you want to provide? Then it's like crickets because you're like trying to think of a service. What service can I provide? And really, you can create anything. We're such creative people that, and that's something that opened me up to be when I started doing entrepreneurship was, oh my goodness, I can make whatever I want. <laughs> it's really endless. It's just, you just have to get in your own headspace to figure out what it is for you. For sure. All right, bonus question, and then we'll kind of lead into our ending questions here. But you are a nomad, right? You kind of you RV full <laughs> yeah. time. That is so cool. So I want, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that um, and how you make that work working on the road. Yeah, it's funny. I just had a conversation with a person who's getting ready to do this. And she, <clears throat> pardon me, she um, 
She's like, I need to know what's it like day in and day out. And I will tell you, my husband and I, we planned for this. So it was a planned, organized, yes, this is what we want to do. So with that, we planned out what trailer we wanted, what truck we wanted. Beyond that, we didn't really think about it. <laughs> so I was like, where do you want to go? What do you want to do? So really, it's it's part of the planning. If you're going to do this type of lifestyle, I always tell people, you really need to plan and think ahead. And where do you want to go? And then you have to figure out, okay, where are we going to park? That's been the biggest the most difficult piece is figuring out where to park. But aside from that, we absolutely love it. We love that if we wanted to tomorrow, we're we're in Colorado currently, um, massive snowstorm today. We could just hook up our, we could literally hook up our truck and drive to Arizona and be in the desert. And it's just, and so, so <laughs> that was the main thing is we love that we can take our home with us and not have to worry about packing up boxes because both my husband and I love to travel. We love to move. We've, we moved a lot um, before we were actually remote um, in the RV and we're like, you know what? It'd be so much easier if we just hooked up and drove away. (laughs) Hard to take everything. And you have a dog with you too, right? Yeah, we actually have two cats and two dogs. So we have our whole full family. We're in a toy hauler. So we have separation and space. Um, And for my business, what's helpful is for those of you that are listening and you're like, ooh, I want to try that. The biggest challenge when you're um, a business owner is the internet. So really doing research and figuring out, I have two different ways to get on the internet so that if one doesn't work, I can use the other one. So really it's just thinking about because we're moving all the time, where can we get Wi-Fi? Makes sense, right? It's the most important thing, right? <laughs> Everybody needs access to the internet. Um, my mother-in-law actually just moved in Vermont. They just bought a house and she didn't tell us till like after she moved that uh, she doesn't get internet service out there. Like there's no way for her to get the internet. And I was like, oh, we're like looking up Starlink and all these different things. And I was like, there's things you can do. Cause she's like, oh, we just have like a, we don't have cell service either. So we have a landline. And I was like, how are you guys surviving without the internet? They, she works at the post office. So she has to, you know, mm-hmm. she goes and work every day, but still just blows my mind. And I was like, it's crazy to me that um, some places still just don't have internet access. Yeah. We, we went to a state park. We were on the West coast and there's a state park in Washington, literally no cell service, nothing. Um, we didn't have Starlink at the time. We we did get Starlink and went back to test it, but it was wild. It's like going back in time. We parked, we were there for five days, literally five days with no cell service, no internet, no TV, nothing. And both of us were like, okay, honey, what do you want to do? <laughs> so that's, I feel like that's also a place that everybody needs to go to once a year, right? For like five days to just disconnect from the whole world. Cause that's pretty cool still. Yeah, for sure. And I told him, I said, I love it here. If we didn't have to do our job, like right. if we could just vacation, <laughs> I'll come here every time. <laughs> love that. Cool. So I have two more questions for you. What is your favorite book? This one, um, I actually have two and they kind of go hand in hand. Um, Atomic Habits by James Clear. For anybody that doesn't know about that one, go read it. I'm just going to tell you too, because I've read it multiple times and it applies for personal, for health, for business. It doesn't matter. It applies to everything um, because we our brain is wired to be in a routine. So I just love that book. And then the second one is Essentialism. And since we were talking about us living in an RV and stuff like that, it's interesting because that's the minimalist kind of, we can only take with us what we can carry. And that the book is really geared towards um, 
you can put it towards business because Greg McGowan is a business consultant that helps businesses streamline things. But you again, you can use it for personal, for health, for living, anything. And the book, it really talks about getting rid of anything excess in your life. Not necessarily all the way stripping down to minimalism, but thinking about, is this really essential? If I stop doing this, is anybody going to notice? So it's really thought-provoking in that way. Well, I own it. I can like picture it in my mind. It's a white book with a red circle on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I have not read yep. it. I was like, it's one of those things where, like, I own it, but I haven't read it. So I'll actually have to go through and read it. I'm looking for a new nonfiction book. So I'll actually probably start that one today. Yeah, I um I read it and then I listened to the audio book when we were traveling and both are good. Um, the audio was good to listen to um, just because you can think more, I think, when you're listening versus trying to read and process at the same time. For sure. Another thing that I've been doing with books, um, completely off topic, but after I read the book, it's like you can go on to chat GPT and ask you to give you a summary of the whole book since it's read like every book ever. And that one actually like goes through and like gives you like a quick summary of like, you know, what the book's about and like the main topics. It's been like crazy. It's a crazy platform, but it's been helping me a lot. I love hearing how people are using it because I use it in all different ways and I always learn something new and I did not know that. So now I can do that too. (laughs) Right. And like, I'm just trying to like keep it in my notes. Like um, all my books are in one thing. So it's like, I can go back and look at it after. Um, Yeah. Wild. AI has gone so crazy. (laughs) That's a topic for another day. Um, Last question. How can people connect with you? So the best way to connect with me is through my website and it's uh, suzyrains.com spelled S-U-Z-Y-W-R-A-I-N-E-S.com. That has all my information about who I am and what I do. You can also reach out to me on Facebook. Just look me up. I think I'm the only person with that name and LinkedIn as well. And you have a podcast as well. Want to tell us a little bit about your podcast before we close it? Yeah, yeah. So I have a podcast, Starting a Business Simplified, Navigating the Shift, and it is all about how to start a business. So everything in there is guest speakers. Brie was on there. She's going to be on there later. Um, Talking to business owners and professionals that can help with whatever part of your business that you're looking to start. And then I also have inspirational podcast guests that have started a business and they share their stories on how they got started and their ups and downs and all everything in between. Super cool. And I love that you keep your podcast real short. So definitely go check out her podcast too. Uh, What do you say? Starting a business simplified? Yep. That's it. I see you on Facebook all the time, you know. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Women in Power podcast. Please hit the subscribe and like button to see more episodes. New episodes air every Wednesday morning. So please join our Facebook group, Women in Power, for the latest updates and news about our podcast.